Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Man on the Post podcast. We're back this week. We had a week off last week because uh, personal stuff got in the way. Uh, but we're back and I'm Chuse Ross and joining me this week we've got Colin, Adam and James. Say hello guys. Hello. Hi there. Hello. Uh, it's FA Cup weekend, chaps. Colin's happy. Adam, not so much. James, what are your thoughts on the FA Cup? Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I love the FA Cup, but, but not when we're not in it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Adam, we'll start with your team. Quite a good win. 4-0 away from home at the yeah. mighty Stevenage. Yeah. The number uh, nine wearing centre-back. Yeah, I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> I don't think anyone was. <laughs> I was particularly happy because uh, Stephen Naismith got two goals. <laughs> Do you feel validated now? Love this man. He's found his level. <laughs> 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 Stevenage equates to Scotland. It, it, it was funny how few play, um, how few people on um, Twitter were slagging him off as well. <laughs> and a rare appearance for Johnny Heitinger as well, I see. Yeah, and he got his little farewell goal. Is he is he off this window uh, then? I almost definitely, I think. Yeah, almost definitely. Well, like where said, to Adam? And, well, not West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Probably back know, to Holland, I would have thought. I don't really know what his level is. I still think he could do a job. I'm. Yeah, he's not a bad man to call up on if you need him. I'm a bit sad to see him go, but I, I um, I'll tr- I'll trust Martinez that knows what he's doing. Mm. Far from a first team that Everton played, wasn't it? With was, uh, played Joel in goal, was it? Yeah, Robles. Had, had a good game. How did John Stones get on, young English defender? Um, he he looked alright. He he played he played pretty well. Again, he made some good blocks. Made a couple of mistakes. Mm. Um. But you have to wonder about how much of that was down to the conditions and the pitch. The pitch was dreadful. Yeah. Um, it was, well, I'll get on to it in a minute, but it was absolute, it was diabolical, really. Uh, well, the big talk appointment is obviously Brian Oviedo, though. Um, is it a... Well, that's exactly it, yeah. Um, Double leg break. The, I haven't seen the prognosis today. What was it? Was it his leg, his ankle? Uh, it just says, yeah, it uh, stretched off in the first half after suffering a double leg break. That's... Uh... That's bad. Yeah, it didn't look. It didn't look good. I, I was hopeful that it would be his ankle, not his leg, because I thought that might be mm. a slight shorter prognosis. But depending on how that is, it's obviously a, a worse break. You could be looking at the highlight of the problem. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Man City Watford, shall we? Season. I saw a tweet that um, it's like almost as if Manchester City are, are just bored of football and they're giving teams forty-five minutes to do what they, do their worst and then they start playing. What I don't understand was um, Yaya Torre already played. Yeah. Which is fair enough, but I didn't expect him to play. But uh, there he was, because he also played midweek against West Ham. Why is Yaya Torre playing so many unnecessary games? Yeah, it's a good question. What, the size of the squad they've got? 
especially when I saw him playing against against West Ham, mm. I thought, I thought my, I was watching it with my friend, and he was like, "Why is Yaya Torre playing?" And I thought to myself, "Well, they, they've got a game. There's obviously a round of Premier League, which is midweek. Mm. I think they're playing Tottenham on Wednesday. Uh, um, yeah, he, he wants him to play that. He wants him to play in that game." Uh, he doesn't want him to go ten games without a game, so he's going to play him this midweek. He won't play at the weekend, so it'll just be seven days between his last game, and he'll be nice and fresh, but not rusty for the Tottenham game. Mm. No, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Perhaps, sure. perhaps Pellegrini looked at Watford and thought, mm, they play a little bit like Barcelona, <laughs> um, so so let's put him up against it and uh, see how he gets on. <laughs> yeah, he did all right, didn't he? Against, uh, I think, Lloyd Doyley and uh, Sean Murray in central midfield for Watford. When they say you play a bit like Barcelona, do you mean because their kit's yellow, it's a bit like Barcelona's away kit? <laughs> <laughs> they, they play essentially the same sport That's uh, in the yeah, same way Barcelona do. <laughs> what I t- I'm, not, I'm not sure that championship football can be called the same sport. Right? <laughs> harsh, harsh. Oh. Uh, what I took from this game was the goalkeepers. Um... The two Watford goals, both yeah. of them went through Pantillimon's legs. <laughs> Not great. Because he's so sorry, I don't know what he's doing with them. They are long legs. <laughs> but I think it was an error by Watford to put Jonathan Bond in goal. Is he the goalkeeper that Dominic Polion killed last no, season? No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't think he's there anymore at Watford. All oh, right. Um, this, but this guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy is only twenty. Um, I think this is his first game of the season. Um, he, he let the third goal slip through his hands and legs, and then he flapped at the fourth goal when you know he should have blocked that header. Um, it's a strange choice. It is a very think, strange choice. I think that Watford goalkeeper was in for last season isn't playing football anymore. <laughs> I think that's the kind of that's the, that, the psychological damage that's been done to him. <laughs> but well, they had Almunia on the bench. Uh, he's not the world's best keeper, admittedly, but he's not bad. He probably wouldn't have made the same errors. Probably would have made different ones, but still, it's... And I think he may be the captain as well, Almunia. Yeah, he is normally. So, surely, well, if you're going to give it a fight, yeah, include Almunia. Um... I'd have loved <sighs> to see them um, make a substitution at half time and Almunia come on <laughs> because they were 2 0 up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm Bond, you've done your job. Clean shit. Shit, boys, we've actually got a chance in this. <laughs> Uh, let's move on then to uh, another Premier League team who strolled through to the second round, uh, the next round. Liverpool beat Bournemouth two 0 in the early kickoff. Uh, they made Bournemouth look pretty good for a lot of this game. Oh, you, that was a bit harsh. I was going to say Bournemouth looked pretty good. <laughs> well, they, they played all right. Everything did look good apart from Matt Ritchie's hair. That's appalling. But their foot, their football wise, they were good, and it, it did take Liverpool quite a while to break them down. Obviously, the first goal after 26 minutes but it wasn't it wasn't a comfortable game for them at all I thought no it definitely wasn't that and um, and well again you're talking about a team that Bournemouth showed some respect because you had Sturridge Suarez playing mm. um, Gerard was there Gerard Coutinho so it was a, a strong team by by Liverpool and, and so, so perhaps it should be because uh, one of the points that they made in the commentary and the thing was that Bournemouth have played more games this season than Liverpool have. <laughs> wow. So, what? They've, they've got no need to be resting players. No. 
what what did you guys make of the potential penalty for Bournemouth, which was um, Kelly? I would say aggressively uh, <laughs> grabbing the shirt of Simon Francis. Right, it's a penalty um, all day long. Well, this is the thing. It is a penalty all day long, but and I'm sure James and Ross will agree with me. We see that all the time in the Championship. Yeah. It isn't given. It happens every single game. You see that all the time in every level of football. It should just be a penalty all day long. If they started so, giving them, it's, it would cut it out, where well, you'd like to think anyway. Well, th- that begs a question. Why are they not being given? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a question that I don't know what, what why they're not being given. Hmm. Sh- also, surely there should be penalties. And also, it's not one of those ones where you can um, you can fake it. You can't put your shirt in someone else's hand. <laughs> no. You can't simulate the shirt pulling. Yeah. yeah. So the reason they don't give them, Colin, is because the argument is if I was doing that, I'd be giving six penalties a game, <laughs> which you you suggest is actually discredit shows how stupid they think footballers are. <laughs> I'd like to think that after the second one, they'd stop doing it. Yeah. And then after the rep- after that, after the reputation was out. It would be cut out for complete, almost completely. Yeah, all it's going to take is one game, isn't it? And everyone else is going to think, "Oh, Christ!" Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no goals for um, Millwall legend uh, Lewis Grabber and James, unfortunately. Oh, what a hero! <laughs> is he it, is it, is it dried up a bit this season? He hasn't. He started off really well, but yeah, it's been a while since he scored. Now. Why uh, is that just doing the? Doing the, the fourth round. Yeah, and his dad. <laughs> Didn't with his dad. We're watching the FA Cup for fourth round draw live now. Or fifth round draw. Uh, Colin, if you just butt in with the door, the games as they come in, right? Can I will indeed. It, can you do it in the voice of the guy who reads out the football results? <laughs> okay. well, 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 I'm... I'm, I'm uh, I can't... Oh, I can't... Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Pugach, isn't it? Uh-huh. Who's, uh, who's a presenter. I think that's Pugach. Yeah, it is Pugach, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping for Jim Rosenthal, <laughs> but uh, obviously he's not available, so... Uh, okay. <laughs> he's got better things going on. <laughs> yeah. It's not dark enough yet. Dracula only comes out at night. They won't pull that big drawer in until the semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to a game that... Uh, James, you hate one of these teams. Me and Colin hate the other one. Charlton beat Huddersfield 1-0. Simon Church. Charlton go through to the next round. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> this one they kept calling it a, a possible giant killing on Soccer Saturday. Birmingham against Swansea. Birmingham leading. Are Swansea a giant in this competition? Well, in this one. Uh, oh, in any round of the they're getting there. <laughs> Look, well, in terms of, I don't know. They're a Premier League team, so therefore. There's they're a Premier so League team, so every, every Premier League team is a giant. <laughs> exactly. But also, depending on the narrative, there'll be any club could potentially... Well, not any club. If Leeds would be a giant killing if they were playing against a League Two team, wouldn't they? Like in the last round when we lost to a League Two team, Rochdale slayed the giant that was the mid-table championship club then. Exactly. I didn't <laughs> want to bring that up too early. <laughs> That's fine. They almost beat Sheffield South Wednesday this time. South End it as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. South, South End slayed the Millwall giant. <laughs> <laughs> This one must have pleased though, James. Uh, Wigan beat Palace 2 1. It's better, isn't it? <laughs> Championship club beating the Premier League giant. Yeah, I don't like so because the problem is a lot, a lot of the time you see all the teams like Palace do quite well in, in cuts and they get all mm. excited about it. So it's good to see one of them get. I just hope Charlton don't go on a run. 
Are you telling me that Millwall have never done that? Never got to like an FA Cup final <laughs> or a semi final? Didn't get to an, a semi final recently and get all excited about it. Has the draw started, Colin? There is one big draw's come out already. It's Manchester oh, City that's... versus Chelsea. Oh. That's another big got... team going out of the FA Cup. Hmm. <laughs> well, you've also got Sheffield United or Fulham who are going to play Forest or Preston. And Arsenal have just drawn. Liverpool. Ooh. So another biggie. Right, it's, on, it's on for Charlton yeah, James. Two, two big So it's going to be a, also, be a bit of a, the, the And also a final. poor team that's going to get through as well because there's four, four lower teams all potentially drawn against each other there. And another, and now we've got Bright, Brighton versus Hull. Oh, God. Oh, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's exciting. Your boys could get a nice draw here, Adam. <laughs> Yeah, who's left in it really? Southampton, Sunderland. It's going to be Everton, Liverpool, surely. No, Liverpool will just come out. Arsenal, Liverpool. Oh yeah, so I'm not. Even Pay listening. attention, Ross. I'm not listening. <laughs> Car- Cardiff versus Wigan. Oh, Jesus, the magic of the cup is well alive and well. Wigan. Yeah, they can't all be winners. Ross. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say that the Man City Chelsea game is gonna be on TV. Yeah, and the um, Arsenal Liverpool game. Yeah, Arsenal Liverpool one. Like. Sheffield Wednesday versus Charlton. Oh God! They could they could win that <laughs> games. Well, it's four Premier t- League teams uh, left now. Two. Oh. No. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it's on for Charlton. Potential biggie for Charlton. Could be in the quarterfinals. Sunderland versus Southampton. So you've got Swansea then, Adam. Yeah, but is it a home or away? <laughs> at home, Swansea at well, home. Let's find out, Andros. <laughs> <laughs> it's Everton at home oh. at Swansea so read out yeah. the full draw then for us Colin live although it would be uh, a day old when this podcast is out this is breaking news now <laughs> yeah just bear with us while Mark Pugach is talking shit <laughs> <laughs> get to the good bit I'm going to tweet it right now I'm definitely not cutting that out either Okay, so the rundown is Manchester City versus Chelsea, Sheffield United or Fulham will play Nottingham Forest or Preston, Arsenal versus Liverpool, Brighton versus Hull City, Cardiff City versus Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday versus Charlton Athletic, Sunderland versus Southampton, and Everton versus Swansea City. Excellent. if you win in the fifth round, just out of interest, you get £180,000 in prize money. Really? Yep, and an extra 144000 if you're chosen for a TV game. Mm. And that money comes from the FA. The only problem is the TV games are going to be the all-Premier League clashes, you would have thought. There's no way. Well, they... How many games how many, how many are they going to be on TV? Well, it depends. Possibly six. Mm. I don't know. Well, they, have, they had... Is there a game on TV tomorrow? If there is, then there's been six on this round, hasn't there? I don't think there is one on tomorrow. Okay, then we've had five because we had a Monday night game. Yeah. A Friday night game. Friday night, yeah. Still. Lovely tweet there from Liverpool Logic. Heated balls again for Everton. They've literally had the easiest run known to man. (laughs) No, no, they have not because we had the easiest run (laughs) when we got to the final. (laughs) Yeah, that is going to take some beating. What did you... I don't know what it is. What was it? Was it... Walsall in the quarterfinals. 
Against like Sunderland. Sunderland in the semi-final. God. Who were at the championship at the time, I think. Yeah. It could have been worse. You could have been a Premier League team winning the FA Cup by drawing Cardiff at the, in the final. <laughs> <laughs> Naming no names. No. All right, that's pretty much the FA Cup covered. Uh, we're all massively excited, as you can tell. Well, ju- just on that, though, I mean, a question to Adam now. Obviously, you're in there with a chance. You've avoided any of the other big teams, the teams ahead of you in the league. I'm excited now, Colin. You've got, a, you've got to fancy your chances, haven't you? I, yeah, no, genuinely, I do. Because if you look at it, and you're talking about if we get through this game, in the next round, there's only going to be potentially two teams to really be scared about. Mm. And Good. the odds suggest that you're probably not going to draw one of them either. So Martinez to win back-to-back FA Cups. Now, that would be interesting. Mm. He'd be the first manager to do it, apparently, at different clubs. Yeah. Well, Which makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little bit in- uh, d- disappointed that there's no sort of minnows in there. We haven't got like a Bradford City in the League Cup last season or anything like that. No, no channel that, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it's unfortunately, say it's the lowest team in a uh, Sheff- yeah, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. The You've got Preston uh, North End in there United. potentially. Preston yeah. North End still have to replay against um, Nottingham Forest and uh, Sheffield United as well. Yeah. Yep, yeah, they're managed by Simon Grayson in. Division, well, League One. All right, should we talk about some transfers that have happened then, shall we? I, I prefer to not talk about transfers that have happened and just talk about random speculation, but okay. either one's good for me. What you got then? Give us, throw us out some incredible rumours. Um, the Leo Messi about to join Brighton. <laughs> Let me find that Indy Kalia <laughs> guy on Twitter. He must have some great rumours. He's been making up shit. <laughs> Oh, controversial. <laughs> well, do, but not far from the truth. <laughs> exactly. What if Inter Newcastle rejecting PSG's bid for um, Yohan Kabai though? 14 million, apparently. I heard a rumour that um, uh, Laura Block was saying it was as good as done. Yeah. But I heard a second rumour that was that apparently Thiago Silva and Ibrahimovic have sort of got the ear of the owners mm. and they said that Kabai didn't really do it for them. It's <laughs> a dig. Not very nice, is it? <clears throat> I don't know, he's a good player, but Newcastle rejected uh, 14 million for PSG. They rejected, was it 10 million from Arsenal in the summer? Well, I can tell you why they've rejected 14 million from PSG. Because would you like to hazard a guess on the, the real amount of money that PSG pay Zlatan Ibrahimovic <laughs> each year? I've heard this, so I don't need to guess. But go on, okay. I don't want to ruin it for you. I'm going to best guess £12. <laughs> okay, it's more than that. Um, <laughs> what? Ross, James, would you like to hazard a guess on how much Latan gets paid by PSG? Obviously, you're going to have how tax taken off this and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. That's your mistake, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. You're saying that's after tax. He gets paid, yeah. His, his... Oh, okay. Even better. Right then. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, James. Go for it, Ross. James, what do you reckon? Oh, oh well, he's got, he asked me to do maths here. My head doesn't work. Um, how much did he actually take? Oh, fuck. I'm not not a clue. I can't think numbers. Go on, Ross. You'd, you'd probably do a better guess than me. Uh, 35, 40 million. 
I don't know, that seems ridiculous. Not a million miles away. What? The, the number I have heard is that Zlatan gets £46 million. Pounds. <laughs> and the reason for this is due to um, the setup in France. So they've got um, a very high tax bracket there, um, high amount of social security payments. That's the number I heard. Is that the number that you heard, Adam? I think we were talking about different. So I think you have taken the number that of what it not. You've taken the number that it, the amount of money it costs PSG, so they're different yes, numbers. Yes, yeah, the same thing, sort of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was looking at the story now. His take home, the take home of on the annual thirteen million take home. It seems he gets. Um. No, I think it's more than that now. Jesus Christ! I thought I thought he got a pay rise that put him on seventeen million pounds. <laughs> oh my God! Per yeah, year. That's, that might be euros, so maybe we are talking about the same figure again. Yeah. Jesus. 17 million euros bef- after tax, yeah. That is mental. Playing football. So, hold on, I'm just going to put it into my... I've got a little app here that will tell you how much tax you'd have to pay on that if it was in the UK. <laughs> um, right, so annual... If we're going to call it £13 million, pounds, shall we? Yeah. I think you're about to say the reason why he's never played in the Premier League. <laughs> That that said, though, guys, we're talking about Wayne Rooney being offered a new contract. Yeah, Ross, earlier in our pre-chat, you mentioned that three hundred thousand a week had been bandied around. Yeah, if that was the case. That's fifteen point six million a year. Pounds. Um, but my app isn't handled to sort out salaries of thirteen million pounds, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we can't even work out the answer to that. <laughs> That's how ludicrous it is. <laughs> So that's 15, 15.6 for Rooney then per year. If if he if he's on three if he gets a new offer of three hundred thousand pound a week, yes. Yeah. But that's not his. That the difference is that that's not his take home because salaries not. salaries in England aren't discussed on a net basis. Mm. Who who is Zlatan must be the highest paid player in the world then? Um, I think or Ronaldo. Or I think he I think he was. It might have changed now with Ronaldo. Messi's set for a new deal as well, isn't he? I got told. I've I'm sure I heard a rumour that he wasn't going to get a new deal this year. And I think he's had a new deal in six of the last eight years. <laughs> the problem is, guys, is that you can't, it's all smoke and mirrors because what they all do, and we know they all do it, you know, um, if Gary Barlow can do it, footballers can do it. So <laughs> it's all about tax avoidance. So it gets invested into certain areas, certain vestures, certain companies, and they avoid tax. So... Just get bait cash around. You need to be careful what you're saying here, Colin, because a Barcelona <laughs> pres- the Barcelona president just resigned over sh- shit like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you want to talk about that a little bit, Adam? It's come out that they paid uh, Neymar's... Well, that Santos got about 7 million, was it, euros? I thought it was 17 million. Oh, 17 million, yeah. And his uh, his agents, which is also his dad, got four, 41, was it? Yeah, but also then there was loads of other kickers and stuff on the side that they didn't really, they kept quiet. Like, um, they paid Neymar's dad a fee for being a Latin American talent spotter. (laughs) Just making stuff up, basically. Just excuses to fake jobs to try and give him some money. Yeah. Can, Can they be punished for this, then? I don't understand what the point of it is, though. I don't see what they've gained. No. But, um... So I don't, I don't, I don't know if there is a sporting sort of penalty to it. I think it's just, is it, um, is it Sandro Rossell? 
I think he'd be I the think, one that's in trouble, isn't he? I think it's purely from a sort of like a because obviously Barcelona is a a, a membership club, mm. and I think the sort of the protests came from within from members sort of wanting the like full disclosure and everything, and I think that's where it's come from. Yeah. So yeah, it's led from, to uh, Russell resigning this week. Yeah. So I th- I think it's cu- it's mainly internal, but I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. All oh, right, okay. Uh, am I correct in in believing as well that Barcelona are planning to build a moratorium? <laughs> for yes, I, I had this. Is, yeah, that, yeah. is that true? For, so so Barcelona fans can have their ashes stored. You can be buried under Barcelona the FC. Yeah. Just, what a way to cash in! They're cashing in on everything, aren't they? I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like to be uh, buried under the den, James? But I was just about to say that they no no no. Is Millwall more than a club though? Millwall's more than a club, yeah. Let's, let's take it too far, you know. <laughs> Marriages and, and 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 funerals at the den is just a bit too far, I think. It's, but it's um, football, maybe football. Yeah, but I mean, and then again, at the same time, sometimes you know, some people are very close to the club, and and the mm. club does a lot of community things. So that we do, we do have a memorial. A, you're immediately backtracking. <laughs> I'm thinking about in my, in my in my in my terms. I just don't want to offend the dead, basically. Fine, say what about them then? I guess. <laughs> what are they um, going to? We've got a call call Maybe a plaque, plaque, little plaque. Yeah, there's, there's plaques and of, of, of people, but there is yeah, there is a little memorial garden. Anyway, we do have one of them, but I don't think anyone's buried there. <laughs> no, probably scattered there. I'd say. Yeah, scattered. I've I told you guys about outside the um outside the Emirates around sort of like the concourse around the edge. Yeah. They've got all these, um, all these, there's an area where they've got all these stones and like uh, paving slabs in the ground and you could pay money to obviously have a paving slab and have ri- whatever you want written on it. And there's all these people who've got like their names and stuff and, um, uh, season ticket holder for 25 years and stuff like this and gunner for life and <laughs> all, this, all this sort of stuff. And, um, it's not, no, yeah, every club's got something like it. It's, it's quite nice when you go there and look at it. Mm. If you're an Arsenal fan, I know that um, one of my best friends is, is an Arsenal fan, and he um, he bought one for his grandparents because they both have been going to the, the Emirates and Highbury for 30 years or oh, whatever. Right. And um, around it, they've got um, obviously they've got those statues that they un- unveiled a couple of years ago for like Bergkamp and Henri and um, certain players, and they've got some benches. And on the benches, it sort of has um, some of the like, old famous players. It has like um, engraved into it like their um, their club statistics, sort of like. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Ian Wright, so many appearances, 150 goals, yeah. whatever. There's one for David Seaman. It actually says David Seaman, uh, club appearances, 560, whatever it is. Goals, zero. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Great work. Yeah. It feels like a kick in the teeth. It does. <laughs> I, I think all this death stuff is going a little bit too far. And I, and I think that the team to blame for this, the ones who started it were Fulham. With the Michael Jackson <laughs> tribute statue. Is that really him? <laughs> been frozen. It's been taken down now. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah, prob- probably on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably an Alfred's front room. Um, I wanted to mention... Um, we've got... Oh, go on, 
Well, there's a, there's a little, there was a statue in Bermondsey, just around the corner from Millwall, actually, of, a, of an old MP, and it's and it's um, a statue of him sitting on the uh, sitting on the bench, and it's been nicked. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Stay for an old dead, for an old dead MP that used to do a lot for the community and sort of nicked it. <laughs> what have you done with it? Sign it, God. I expect, well, I expect metal. <laughs> yeah. what was, it, was it like? Was it brass or was it like a nice sort know. of metal stuff? It's probably been melted down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been melted down. I expect <laughs> it's never going to be found. There's big, there's posters everywhere. Wanted statues. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Bermondsey, that really, isn't it? it's still still a statue of a, of a dead guy. What's everyone's thoughts on statues outside stadiums? Colin, what do you think to the, the Bremner statue outside Leeds? Good. It I is... think it's it's a mecca for people. Mm. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I took my son there when he was just turning two. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I live in the southeast now. Um, just to sort of say, right, you've been pictured now with Billy Bremner. Um, I chucked a, Le- uh, a lead scarf on him. You can't and escape I said, this club. There's no going back now. <laughs> I've had to put up with it, and so will you. Um, because when you when you try and change, I will get this picture out every time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they've obviously got the Don Revy statue as well. Yeah. Which I think is fitting for Leeds. I, I don't think anybody else probably deserves. The, uh, um, the Bremner one though, got repainted, didn't it? And it, they did his hair the most ludicrous orange I've seen. Obviously, he was a ginger player, but it, it's the most <laughs> bright orange you've ever seen on a brass statue. It just looks mental. Well, it's taken many different colours as well. I mean, I remember when the Huddersfield Town fans turned up and decided to spray paint it blue. <laughs> yeah, classy. Uh, which went down a storm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like it, actually. Yeah, I, like I, it. I prefer the Revy one. But what do you think to the... Um, there's a, there's a couple outside the Emirates, Adam, isn't there? Yeah, there's a, an Omri one, which is a bit scary. <laughs> um, I think there's a Bergkamp one. Yeah. And the Ian Wright one, perhaps. I want to say Tony Adams, but I'm not sure. No, I don't think there is a Tony Adams one. I think there might be a Liam Brady one. Oh, right. I'm not sure. If you could have one at Everton, who would you have? Duncan Um Yeah. <laughs> Almost definitely Duncan Ferguson. No one's nicking that. Um, I think if they were going to have one at Everton, it would probably be Dixie Dean. Yeah, probably. James, what about you? Neil Harris? Uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Do you um, I think if he becomes our manager and then we win Champions League or something with him, then, <laughs> what, then maybe he might get. Yeah. Right, if we maybe. have one now, I'd, I'd, from, Terry Herlock, of all the stories I've heard. Yeah. Herlock. Cascarino. I don't know. <laughs> uh, look, oh, Cascarino, Cascarino. Uh, look. Cascarino. Ever sharp about it? Fuck. Was it? What did he got? Uh, Barry Kitchener just got the stand named after him. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sharon no, and Cascarino, the the, the, the strike force that got us into the first division. You know? That was the. Uh, I'll, I'll try and bring uh, us back no, to yeah, some sort of conversation. <laughs> how about how? <laughs> the real question is: How long is it until Moyes has a statue outside Old Trafford? <laughs> <laughs> And probably, and actually, to go one better than Alex Ferguson, he's not going to be able to have to have a stand named after him. It's probably going to have to be called just like Stadium David Moyes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably never going to happen. That one, unless there's a miraculous never turnaround. Never going, never. No, people say that, but I think I'm safe saying it this time. Have you got anything else to talk about? 
Well, we haven't actually talked about any transfers. Did we talk about Mata for a bit? Uh, yeah, the guys so covered this on the, um, the Man of the Post Extra podcast, which comes out every Friday. But yeah, um, £37 million. Completed today, so they were they were just making commenting on speculation. <laughs> Moises said he's probably going to make his debut in uh, the game on Tuesday night. Who'd have thought? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got a player for £37 million. I might give him a game. Definitely not throwing him straight in. <laughs> um, what do you guys all think? Chelsea have done incredibly to get thirty-seven million. They've preyed on Man United's weakness, haven't they? That they need a creative midfielder. I think. I think that actually, I don't. I'm not sure if I agree with you, but they've done fantastic. I think they have done well, but only because they they had their own dilemma. Mm. Their their dilemma was that Mourinho doesn't fancy him. He's not he a Mourinho wasn't. player, is he? He wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna play very much this se- very much for the rest of the season. Probably, mm. in doing so, he wasn't gonna go to the World Cup. Yeah. If he didn't go to the World Cup, they'd have had a situation in the summer where he would have been very unhappy. He would. There would have been no more Mister Nice Guy. I imagine he would have tried to force his way out of the club. Yeah. They'd have had a, a bit of an untenable situation where they'd had to try. And, they'd have had to sell him. He. Wouldn't have commanded as much money because he hadn't gone, wouldn't have gone to the World Cup. He'd have been a year older, a year less on his contract. Would they have even got twenty million pound for him if they sold him in June, June or July? Yeah, and then 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 they're talking about a loss on what they actually paid for him in the first place, which is crazy for a player of his ability. I don't I've think got... it is crazy money. I think that that's the going rate for a player of his ability. Mm. You're talking about a player who the last two seasons has had been the highest. That had created the most chances in the Premier League. Yeah. Colin, what do you think? I think something slightly different as well, and this might be a little bit controversial because I actually genuinely believe that Jose Mourinho is a, a good guy, and I don't think he's a cock. And I think <laughs> some people think he is, and I don't think he's the sort of guy to stand in the way of a player's future. And if the future's not at his club, he'll let him go. Even yeah, if it is to a rival. Fair enough, yeah. I think there would be other managers, let's say Sir Alex Ferguson, who would not have done the same. Um, and I think also you could maybe say the same about Arsene Wenger when he let Robert Van Persie go. Um, obviously, there's a high amount of money involved there, but... There was also a contract running out there. So yeah, that he had no easy. choice, didn't he? Yeah, but he, I think he knew that Robert Van Persie wanted to leave. Yeah, and so he did. He did. He didn't play silly buckers with him, um, and I think Jose's in the same bracket. I think he's a decent guy, decent manager. I don't think there'll be any bad blood between him and Mata, and time will tell. We'll, we'll see what Mata comes out within probably a few weeks' time. I'm sure he'll have his say. I also think that um, there was one thing I read in a, an article by um, Gabriel Marcotti where he was saying about how about clubs selling to direct rivals. Mm. And he was saying, it's always seen that if, um, obviously Chelsea and Man United have already played twice this season, but say they were to play the first time they play next season, and Mata scores a hat-trick, everyone's going to turn around and go, you fools, you you shouldn't have sold him to a a direct rival. Whereas, if they've sold him now for £37 million, they go and spend that £37 million and say they buy Falcao, And he scores a hat trick against Man United. No one's going to turn around and go, "You geniuses! You took <laughs> thirty-seven million pounds off your direct rivals, and he's just scored a hat trick against them." Yeah, not going to happen. It's a very good point. So, 
And also, they got, you could say that actually they had a lot of players in that position who were very similar. And what they probably needed was actually a bit more genuine width in the team. And it looks like they're going to try and steal the deal from Liverpool to buy um, Mohamed Salah from... Uh, is it, is it from Basel? Yeah, according to the BBC website, that's complete now. £11 million. Pounds. Exactly, and that gives them an option out wide. Yeah, you think they've, they've sold Mata and they've got two players, if you count Matic as well, who's obviously, the, I think they've overpaid for in with 20 on, £21 million. Pounds, but they've got a player that can play in that holding role in midfield and they've got a, a wide player as well for one player that they weren't using very very much. I think the... The best thing about that deal is it, it actually it values David Luiz at close to fifty million pounds. <laughs> and and bear in mind, guys, as well, three words: financial fair play. People are, people are looking at the top teams in the Premier League now. And well, that was Chelsea... another. You make another good point. That was another point that um, Marcotti made in his argument um, in his article. Sorry, which was he said that that that's looming now. And there are, are quite a few clubs who are not looking at being compliant. And you could find that sh- going shopping in July, there could be some bargains to be had because you could have some clubs who desperately need to make the money. Mm, get wages off the wage bill. Well, and transfer fees in as yeah. well. Yeah, another very good point, Mark. Oh, yeah, that's a clever man, isn't he? <laughs> that's what he's talking but, about. Um, how, do, how do people think, see matter fitting in at Manchester United? When everyone's fit, I think it's an issue. Do you? I don't. I, I, don't. I don't know. I I was thinking that you have you have sort of two options. You can go for um, you could go for something very similar to what Pep's trying to do at at Bayern, where he has the front man, mm. which at the moment tends to be Mandzukic until Lewandowski arrives. Yeah, and then he has four behind him mm. with, and then a holding midfield player or. A, a fullback in Philip Plan, but we'll let that one slide. <laughs> and he, he can do that if he wants. He can play uh, Yanazai and Mata and Rooney in that four behind with one of Valencia, um, Nanny, Nanny yeah. Young, all players who you expect might be on their way out mm. potentially in the in the summer or, or maybe even the, in this window, but they could also go for a bit of a, a off for a four, two, three, one. You could play Van Persie up top yeah. with Rooney, Yanazai and Mata behind. And they, they can play anywhere really. They can interchange and float around. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't give you in some places you sort of lose the genuine width that you associate with Manchester United teams, but you associate them with Alex Ferguson's Manchester United team, so maybe it's time for a change. But and then you play two of Carrick, Fellaini, and um, Fletcher behind. I don't think that's a bad team. No, I think it's good. But it, it, is David Moyes going to do that? That's the thing. He's. I, I think as well. You've got to bear in mind that not all of Manchester United's players are going to be fit all of the time. Um, so Robin van Persie isn't going to be a hundred percent all the time. Um, he's still recovering from injury. Rooney's just come back. Um, I think it gives Manchester United flexibility and strength in depth, mm. which is exactly what Ozil did at Arsenal. And it sends you know, a shot across the bows. It's a message saying, oh, hello, remember, Manchester United, we're still here. 
right away big boys. Hmm. And uh, I think, in a similar way to, to Ozil, you might see a lot of Manchester United players up their game now. Hmm. Well, I, I agree. And you could also say that, uh, is, it any, is it a coincidence that the, the week that they announced they spend £37 million on a signing... All of a sudden, Wayne Rooney's interested on renewing his contract. <laughs> yeah, where previously he wanted it out. Well, as if talk was to be believed. But I think it does take a bit of pressure off um, Fellaini now, because no one's going to be talking about that almost £30 That's million exactly pound transfer. That's exactly it. And also, you say, is is Moyes going to do that? But we, we're now into the into the realms of the unknown. We don't know what Moyes is going to do. Yeah. Because Moyes has never spent £37 million in a transfer window. <laughs> no, never mind one. Never mind on one player. <laughs> yeah. Ross, I just want to touch on um, a little bit of activity that West Ham have done. Yes. Um, they, they've picked up a couple of uh, Serie A players on loan. Um, and also, they put in a bid for Ross McCormack for £3.5 million. The rise um, of offer. I th- I think so. Um, I don't at all. I think it's brilliant money for a player I mean, we pay three hundred grand for. Apparently, they're going to come back with a bigger offer. Yeah. Um, but it just sort of puts it in perspective, doesn't it, between the top end of the Premier League mm. and the lower end of Premier League, where West Ham, who you wouldn't really in an ideal world put right at the bottom of the Premier League, uh, fishing around for players <laughs> for four million quid. <laughs> Allardyce going after McCormack strikes to me that he's been on the BBC website and he's looked at the championship and thought, there's a top scorer's list. Right, he'll do. Let's see if we can get him. <laughs> Let's, uh, but you say he's been on the BBC website. He probably went on the, his pro zone stats and looked up <laughs> top goal scorer championship. Yeah. Go after Nugent, Sam. Leave Ross alone, for fuck's sake. Every well, season this pen- happens. He missed a penalty, Ross. So. Oh, one of the 14 they've had this season. Colin, I want you to tell me what the fuck is going on at Leeds at the minute. Because Twitter well, is a nightmare of trying to find any sort of anything that's going on. Intelligence. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it has all been a little bit of a mess, hasn't it? Um, Massively. So, so to sort of fill everybody in, Leeds United are in the current status of being taken over. Um, if you If you go back... This feels Ken- like Groundhog Day. <laughs> well, Ken Bates was ousted by GFH, Gulf Finance House. Um, a Bahraini-led uh, investment company, and they bought Leeds 100%. Since then, things have changed a little bit in terms of who owns what. Everyone owns a piece of it. Um, however, the, the thing is, the, the deal was that you know, Leeds were going to have a majority share, approximately 75%, sold to a group called Sport Capital, uh, which exists uh, mainly of uh, David Haig, who's the managing director of Leeds United, and uh, a guy called Andy Flowers, who owns Enterprise Insurance, who sponsor Leeds United shirts, who is also a Leeds fan. Fine, great, everything's going swimmingly. <laughs> then things went quiet. Um, and it seems it's not so clear anymore. Um, so there are another couple of bidders apparently in the mix. We, we should add that GFH have gone on the record uh, to the local stock exchange in Dubai uh, saying they're going to sell 75% of their share in Leeds. 
Um, and the plan was, if we're going to sell to Sport Capital, fine, everything great. Then came a guy called uh, Massimo Cellino. Uh, this guy is the owner of Cagliari. And uh, he's got a little bit pissed off um, because he's not been able to get a health and safety notice on the stadium in Cagliari. So they can't play there. So they've been playing here, there and everywhere, all over Italy. And he's, he's a fan. Eventually, he just got fed up with this. And he said, oh, I might as well buy Leeds. <laughs> so, um, so everybody thought, yeah, he's just a mad Italian. Um, however, then his son started tweeting pictures of him at Ellen Road. And uh, he was shown around the ground. Uh, apparently, he's involved. Uh, he's a bit of a nutcase. He's sacked like a million managers in... 39 managers in 20 seasons. Yes, jolly good. Um, he wanted to sign uh, Julio Cesar, the goalkeeper uh, from QPR. Um, all sorts of chaos going on. Um, and But then there's another bidding group as well. Um, a group that uh, previously tried to buy leads for uh, £7 million. Um <laughs> And that uh, consists of uh, a guy called Mike Farnan, who um, has formerly been involved with uh, Sunderland and Manchester United. Um, Adam Pearson, who used to own Hull City Tigers, as it is now. Um, and welcome to Yorkshire Chief, uh, Gary Verity. And uh, also uh, Lucas Radaby as well. So they're still in the frame as well. Uh, and apparently they're waiting the wings to sort of swoop in if there's any problems with the takeover mm. now what does that mean for Leeds we don't really know um, rumours coming out of GFH that they're not particularly happy with McDermott um, they uh, kiboshed a deal to get Ashley Barnes um, to Ellen Road uh, £500,000 was the amount that was the issue um, and really the team don't really know what's going to come next. So Leeds have signed two players in uh, Cameron Stewart and Jimmy Kebe, both quality players. Um, there was a third player that McDermott wanted, which went because he said he was going to join the Premier League. And there's a fourth player who apparently is all ready to sign, but he can't until we know exactly what's happening with all the money. Um, so we don't know who that is. It might be Luciano Pecchio. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But again, Leeds are sort of in crisis again, on and off the pitch. And uh, McDermott has said the most important thing right now is for the club to get their ownership and finances sorted out um, rather than what's happening on the pitch. So, yeah. Mm. What we take from that is that's, no one really knows what's going on. That's what I'd say if I kept losing games on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boardroom is more important. Hey, is that the equivalent of going, hey, look over here? <laughs> it, it is honestly difficult for Leeds. You, you, as it currently stands, you can't guarantee that Brian McDermott is going to be the long-term manager. No. You'd, you'd like to think he is. You'd like to think there's some sort of sanity still at the club because they rejected the 3.5 million bid for Ross McCormack from West Ham. Mm. Um, but you just don't know. All we do know is that GFH have already gone public, that they're selling onto the stock exchange. So that's got to go through. The question is to who? And uh, from some of the comments, some of the rumours from Cagliari fans is that you would not wish Cellino 
on your club at all. Um, it does smell a little bit like another Ken Bates. Oh, we had Ken Bates for seven years. It can't be that bad. Have you, have oh. you been flipped? Pretty much. Flippidish, yes. <laughs> I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because the guy's going to keep a little bit of a share in Leeds. Obviously, their, their aim is that Leeds get promoted and then they cash in. Um, that ain't happening. But what it would appear is Leeds United are available for the highest bidder. And the highest bidder might not necessarily be the right thing for Leeds United. Should we band together, Colin? How much money you got to put aside? I'm, I'm searching in my pockets now. <laughs> I'm finding 15 quid. Um, 15 quid in your pockets? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's 7p. All right. Well, yeah. If that helped anyone figure out what the hell's going on at Leeds, then uh, I'm glad it did, because it certainly didn't me. I'm still none the wiser. Uh, should we do some betting corner, gentlemen? Uh, we didn't do it last week, obviously, so we weren't here. But uh, the week before, I had uh, my second winner in a row when Leicester beat Ipswich. Uh, Leicester beat Leeds, sorry. Uh, that was the only win that week. So the current table is now. Greg is leading with plus nineteen pounds. I'm on plus two pounds. Colin, you're down in third now, minus nine pound. Uh, James, you're in fourth on minus fifty-seven. Tom is minus one hundred and forty, and Adam minus one sixty-three down at the bottom there. Um, so we'll start at the bottom. Adam, what you got for us? Uh, let's not start at the bottom. Okay, let's start at the top. Uh, Greg isn't here, but we've given him a bet of uh, Man United and Cardiff to draw, hasn't it, Colin? Yes, I I was looking at this fixture myself, and then I turned away from it. I was going to go for a Manchester United win, and I thought, you know what, this is going to be a draw. <laughs> so I I think we're potentially doing Greg a favour here. Yeah, he's already leading. We could have give him a nice return as well. <laughs> it's like you don't understand this game. <laughs> uh, so there's what? a fifty-five pound return, Greg, for that if that comes in. So I'm in second place. I've just gone for Ipswich to beat Leeds on Tuesday. That's how much confidence I have in us. That's a £30 return. Uh, Colin, third place, what have you got for us? Well, I find it personally unacceptable that I'm in third place, <laughs> having having one betting corner 2012-2013. So <laughs> this has got to be righted. And uh, so I've gone for a six-game accumulator this time round. With a lower return than my one game. Yes. Um, so, welcome back to A Taste of Scotland. Uh, in uh, Scottish Premiership, I've gone uh, for Celtic to beat Kilmarnock and Celtic to beat St Mirren. And in uh, Scottish League 1, I've gone for Rangers to beat Brecon. And in the Premier League, I've gone for Chelsea to beat West Ham, Arsenal to beat Crystal Palace, and I've gone for Barcelona to beat uh, Valencia in La Liga as well. £10 returns £25 at 34 pence. Excellent, thank you very much. There's uh, a lot of games there for £25. Um, James, you're next. What have you got? Um, I've I've just gone for a simple one. Millwall to win 1-0 on Tuesday. Uh, a £10 stake returns me £75. Excellent, thank you very much. Uh, as Tom isn't here, I've done a bet for you, Tom. Um Greg keeps claiming that you're being very unlucky this season, so Pompey's luck's got a turn, and I'm going to go for Pompey to beat Wickham and both teams to score. Uh, £10 there returns you £50. And Adam, what have you got for us? I've gone for Newcastle to beat Norwich. Yeah. 
Leicester to beat Birmingham. And Man City minus one to beat Tottenham. Ooh. And my £10 returns £158.69. City minus one against Spurs. Nice. Okay, uh, well, that's the end of the betting corner then. Uh, we haven't got a game this week. I, was, I did have something planned, but I didn't get up till four o'clock this afternoon, so I didn't have time to sort it out. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It will probably be done for next week instead. Uh, so that's pretty much all for this week. Um, there's been quite a few articles gone up on the website, hasn't there, recently? Connor? You did one on the uh, the Leeds demolishing at Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> Yes, I did. So if you want some negative reading, um, <laughs> then uh, feel free to delve into that one. Uh, it's been two articles by uh, Will, who is at transfersbpl underscore on Twitter. Um, he's done one on um, is Adam Johnson on the plane to Rio. Uh, it's his most recent one. And there's also a good one from uh, David Goldsbury about uh, Blackburn's young central midfield duo of uh, Tom Kearney. And I think it's Jason Lowe. This is his uh, midfield partner. So get over there, have a read of them. If you want to write for us, um, just email me, ross at Man on the Post, or get in contact with us on Twitter, which is at Man on the Post. Uh, we'll pretty much post anything you want to send us. So, Okay, so there's nothing else from us this week. So it's uh, goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Goodbye from Adam. Bye. Uh, it would be goodbye from James, but his parents have made him dinner half hour early. Uh, so it's uh, <laughs> goodbye from all of us. And until next week, always remember to have your man on the post. It's quite a difficult sell to my girlfriend to tell her that um, (laughs) I'm going to spend six hours talking. (laughs) In a suit with a yellow tie on. <laughs> oh, I'll be all suited and booted. Don't worry about that. I mean, I've bought the yellow tie especially. I'm not going to not wear it now. <laughs> <laughs>